security. From St. Pete to Brandon, this is AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris, where Tampa Bay begins their morning. And a good morning to you for AM Tampa Bay, our post-nocturnal noesis with Jack Harris and Katie Bacino and James Berlander. And our number, 800-969-9352, if you want to get on board here. And a lot of things going on today, as usual. Uh, Daniel James Scott will be joining us later on this morning. That's our tech expert. And if you have any tech questions of any kind, we want you to give us a call, and we'll pass them along to Daniel. And you can get answers for your questions. And also, Rory O'Neill will be joining us later this hour to talk about what's happening now in the Ukraine, where Russia is pounding civilian areas again. Ukrainians are dying in large numbers, but again, so are Russian soldiers. Oh, it's getting bad, Jack. Oh, it is. It's really ridiculous. I mean, a lot of people think that we are on the verge of nuclear war. And this is something that President Biden has threatened, that we could be ready for a nuclear war as a result of all this. And, I mean, it's just really getting out of control there. But we'll talk about it later on here this morning uh, because of what all is happening there. You may have heard just a couple of minutes ago um, on the news, Chris Trinkman talking about several Tampa Bay area schools uh, responding to what are to believe to be fake threats. Uh, and they have to place these schools on a lockdown. They can't take a chance on it being a fake threat. Uh, but as you heard, parents whose students attend St. Petersburg Catholic High School were ter- told to go to the uh, Tyrone Gardens Shopping Center to pick up their kids, should they choose to. And according to the department, a caller claimed there was an active shooter, and that was determined to be a hoax. And uh, law enforcement agencies were dispatched just after noon to what's to believe to be an unfounded report of a shooter at Pinellas Park High School. Um, But, of course, the agency doesn't believe there's any threat to the students or to the community, saying it's believed that this is a falsely reported threat. And authorities are investigating a false threat at Riverview High School in Sarasota as well. Um, The Sarasota County Sheriff's Office calls it a swatting call. Swatting is considered an extreme tactic meant to deceive emergency service dispatchers into sending a large number of law enforcement officers to a particular location. But, I mean, this is getting out of hand now. And, of course, given what's happened in the past, they can't take a chance when they get a call saying that there's going to be an active shooter, they can't just say, ah, ignore it, that's not real. I remember that started way back in the day when it came to gamers. You know, people would find out the, you know, addresses and and kind of swat the gamers, in a sense, and now it's moved on to schools, which is completely ridiculous. Yeah, it's a shame they don't have a way to trace those calls to find out who's doing this, because the people doing it need to be behind bars. This is crazy. And it's happening more and more because it's so easy to do now, given what's happened in the recent past. It's 10 after 5 on AM Tampa Bay. Time to check in with John Thomas and traffic. Quick takes. Ripping through the biggest news stories of the day in record time. Providing you all you need to know. This is AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris. And at 513, coming up on 514, Chris Trinkman here from the newsroom. And Chris, what's happening this morning? Good morning, Jack. Well, a judge's recent decision will be the subject of an emergency meeting of the Hillsborough County Commission. A judge this week rejected the effort to put the all-for-transportation one-cent sales tax on next month's ballot. 
A plaintiff claimed the wording of the referendum was too vague, so the county commission will hold a meeting to discuss a possible appeal. Yeah, I wonder if they can just change the wording to whatever the judge wants. And I'm sure the judge didn't say what the wording ought to be. But that's a very vague uh, decision on the part of the judge. Now, question for you, Chris. Um, I already got my ballot, so I'm guessing I just don't have to vote on that exact uh, you know, part of the ballot, correct? Well, you can vote on it, but it won't count. All right, gotcha. Yeah, I mean, the problem, Jack, is the number of the ballots are already printed. Yeah. And so, you know, it's going to be a confusing thing no matter what, because imagine if they have to, you know, redo all the ballots with whatever the new language is going to be for this. Um, that That's just going to create confusion. And then people like James, who already has his ballot, uh, is going to see the old language. Yeah. So we'll see what uh, they come up with and whether they want to pursue it in time for the November election or if they're going to be forced to... Uh, to delay it kind yeah. of reminds me of what happened when the uh, state supreme court would throw out some of those constitutional amendments that uh, people wanted to get on the ballots you know they would review it and say you know the language too vague not, yeah. not accurate whatever their reasoning i'm just wondering if they're going to appeal it yeah that's going to be part of the uh, discussion and whether they can uh, get a higher court to say you know the language is fine yeah. let's carry on you know but in the meantime if you care about the issue james i would Put your vote in anyway, and just just in case. All right. I you know, if you that. leave it blank, then you, it's definitely not going to count. But maybe they come up with some ruling where it will count, and then you've you know made your decision, and at least it'll be in in the record. It may not end up meaning anything in the end, but it's worth putting your two cents in while while it's on the ballot. Yeah. So jurors are going to start discussing if Nicholas Cruz should live or die. Closing arguments took place yesterday in his death penalty trial in Broward County, and deliberations are going to begin this morning. Seven men, five women will be sequestered in what the judge is calling a top-secret location. There'll be no phone, TV, or any electronics. They will be allowed to read some books. No legal books, though. And they will be allowed to have two alcoholic drinks a day at their own own expense. Not enough. They might need more. Yeah. By the time they're done with this one. But maybe not, Jack. This could be a quick one. Well, you know? I, I would think so. This guy pleaded guilty last year to killing 14 students and three school staff members. I mean, if anybody ever deserved a death penalty, this guy does. But you've got to have 12 jurors agree on the death penalty or there's no death penalty for this guy. And you've got to figure at least... One or two people out of 12 are going to be anti-death penalty and probably vote against it. Yeah, that's a, sort of a new process for Florida's legal system as far as the capital punishment cases go. Having to get a unanimous jury was not something Florida had to do uh, in its entire history until a few years ago. Yeah. And so that's uh, changed the whole ball game, as they say, because you're right. Getting 12 jurors to agree is a lot tougher than getting seven or or nine or something of yeah. that nature. Yeah, even nine would be fairly simple, particularly in a case like this. But to get 12, generally put 12 people together, you're going to have one or two of them that are anti-death penalty. I saw some of the closing arguments yesterday, and one of the things they were arguing on the defense side for Nicholas Cruz is that he was born to a you know troubled mother, who uh, drank a lot during her pregnancy, so he may have suffered from fetal alcohol syndrome, essentially saying that this guy was cursed Nuts. from the beginning. Yeah, like, basically that he was mentally Had mental problems unfit. from birth, yeah, yeah, right from the beginning. And uh, that may or may not be the case, but it also brings into question, well, what about the whole rest of his life? You know, I mean, yeah. he had this, this incident, but were there indications... For all those years he was alive, that, that this was a problem. Why is it suddenly a problem now in this one particular case? And or it, was this a conscious decision that he made and, and co- to commit that crime? You know, it might be more punishment now to just have to serve out life in prison because that's a very unpleasant place to be. Yeah. And if you have to be there for life, if they give him the death penalty, I still don't understand this, that they have to make sure there's no pain whatsoever. 
I mean, he's given all kinds of medications so he won't feel any pain in his death. Yeah, well, that's I, why they got rid of the electric chair because yeah, of that issue. You that's know? crazy. I mean, these think of the pain this guy caused. Yeah, those people didn't go without pain as victims. Why do they take a guy like that, a mass killer, and make sure that he doesn't have any pain in his death? I'm all for going back to hanging or the electric chair or whatever it takes. Yeah, and for the victims, it's a never-ending pain, Jack, because they're yes. never going to get their relatives back. I know. So that's going to be one of the big questions for uh, jurors. And, you know, the obviously the, the witness uh, testimony was, was unbelievable. The surveillance video that was shown in court was just awful. I mean, there were cases where he went up, he had shot people, and then went up and shot them again while they're, oh, on, yeah. while they're on the ground just to make sure. I mean, terrible things that uh, the jury saw. And it really is going to be interesting to see if any of them have any mercy on Nicholas Cruz. Yeah, I given that the painless death is what would ensue if he was given the death penalty, I'd almost rather see him spend the rest of his life uncomfortable in prison. You know, Jack, as it's been become more and more difficult for states to get the drugs used in the lethal injections for executions, yeah. the arguments are starting to be made along those lines. Some people are saying, look, the death penalty is an easy way out for some of these criminals. Because with the prospect of life in prison without parole versus just a clean exit, yeah, no, many people, painless, yeah, pain, painless, right? Many people say that life in prison without parole is a is a worse punishment. You don't get the person executed, but you have him locked up in misery for the yeah, rest of his life, for sure. So another lifeline is open to those hit by Hurricane Ian. The governor announced that temporary repairs to the Sanibel Causeway have been completed. That's allowing utility crews to access Sanibel to start restoring power. And some on the island uh, cheered as about 300 trucks made their way across the causeway. Prior to that repair, the only way to get to the island was by boat or plane. So that's a significant development in trying to get places like Sanibel back to normal because there's only so much you can do bringing stuff in by boat. Oh, I know. And we've stayed out on Sanibel Island a couple of times and a fantastic vacation place and you hope it well it's going to be a long time before they get it back to normal because so much was destroyed so many trees and everything yeah and that's one of the great parts about it well and the reality is in the short term they want you to stay away because they don't need extra people hanging around while they're trying oh, yeah. to do all the repairs you know they want definitely so damaged tourists you know they don't want them in there you ever been down there oh yeah oh absolutely yeah gone uh, to the beaches there the shells yeah i've uh, been captiva the mucky duck eaten there. that's right i've been yeah. to the mucky duck <laughs> several right. times yeah i've had uh, i think they have another place that has that uh, really awesome uh, red velvet cake so yeah mm. I, I love that place it's uh, it's a real shame what happened down there and hopefully they'll be able to bring it back to the way at least somewhat the way it used to be let's certainly hope so so, Jack, who do you uh, put your money on if it's Trump versus Biden again? Well, if it were Trump versus Biden, I would definitely go with Trump. Biden was on CNN on Tuesday, and he said that he would beat Trump if he runs again. Lots of luck. And there you go. Uh, Biden and White House officials are saying that Biden will run again, but it's not definite. No. So he's leaving himself a... A way out if necessary. I would bet I got a better chance of running than he has at this point. <laughs> Democrats aren't about to allow him to represent them in the presidency. I think the latest approval poll had him at about 41%, 42%, something like that. Yeah, and that's you know? a sitting president. So not particularly mm. good um, as he's about halfway through. He'll be about halfway through at the beginning of next year. Yeah, and he would be, what, 84 when uh in 2024 yeah uh i think he'll be 80 82 82 yeah he would be 86 when he finished that yeah. term you know he's so far and away the most senior president and uh running for a second term at that age that might be an all-time record for the ages because i just don't know yeah. how many other people would would run 
you know, at that at that particular age. Yeah, we haven't had except any for Donald Trump. Close to that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Trump's not too far behind. Yeah, he, he would do it. He's in the mid seventies. Yeah, he would do it. But uh, I can't think of anyone else that would would want to go through that uh, rigmarole. Yeah, for you know, sure. At age eighty. Well, Chris will have more coming up in just a few minutes here. It's 524. Time to check in with John Thomas and traffic. The border crisis continues and could be a big focus for the midterms. All the latest happenings happen here. Now, back to AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris on News Radio WFLA. It is 527 on AM Tampa Bay. By the way, if you went to bed early last night, it's a good thing. You missed it. The Rangers beat the Lightning 3-1. to one. So the Lightning start off with what they're hoping to be a Stanley Cup year with a loss to the Rangers. But they'll be at the Blue Jackets in Columbus on Friday. And then the Bolts at the Penguins on Saturday night. Pittsburgh Penguins. And finally, they'll be back here at Amelie Arena hosting the Philadelphia Flyers on Tuesday night. So there you go. But the Bolts start out 0-1. It's 528 on AM Tampa Bay. Keeping you up on what's trending, here's the AM Tampa Bay trendsetter, Katie Bacino. And at 537, what do we have trending this morning, Katie? Well, per usual, I'm going to kick it off with today's National Days. It's National Savings Day. National Vermont Day. I love Vermont. Vermont Day? I used to drive over to Vermont a lot while I took a ferry over there when I lived in upstate New York because the Ben and Jerry's factory was over there, and I loved some good ice cream. So you're saying with Savings Day, if you take a girl out on a date, like take her to McDonald's? Yeah, you got to save today. Just let her know it's National (laughs) Savings Day. She doesn't get anything fancy. No Olive Garden tonight. All right, gotcha. (laughs) You can... Yeah, I've been... I like Vermont. It is a neat state for sure, but... Do we have a Florida day? Well, I am sure we do. It's not today, but I'm sure we do. Let's see when it is. It is January 25th. Well, I have to see if there's a West Virginia day. I am sure there is a day for every state. But today <laughs> is the day for Vermont. Also, National Gumbo Day and National Farmers Day. And we love our farmers. Couldn't do it without them. And gumbo is pretty good. I've never had gumbo. I think I have. Sounds familiar. How about you, James? You know what? I've heard of it. I've never had it. I think I've had it. That's, I mean, a, that's a Cajun food, correct? Yeah. Yeah, it's like a. Right. I, I don't want to say. I don't want to say it wrong. I would say it's like a spicy kind of soup, but with gotcha. a bunch of stuff in it. I have no idea though. I, I think gumbo it. might have rice in it. I. You know, I should stop talking because I have absolutely <laughs> no, no idea. Keep talking. What else is trending? If we've got any gumbo lovers out there, please call. And explain what's in gumbo. It says it's a heavily seasoned stew-like dish. So more stew than soup, that makes sense. It consists of strongly flavored stock with meat or shellfish, a thickener, and seasoned vegetables. Like celery, you know, peppers. And it says in Cajun cuisine, the trio is known as the Holy Trinity. And it says they serve it over rice usually. So I wasn't absolutely crazy. Hmm, I'd try it. So... Wonder if there's any gumbo in any of Joy's recipe books. You never know. She might be sneaking it in. I wouldn't be surprised. I feel like Joy would know all about gumbo. She's probably not up at this hour, but I feel like she would know. Yeah. Is she uh, up right now? Does she get up this early? No, she no. <laughs> gets up around just before I come home. I don't blame her. <laughs> so there's a Canadian town in Alberta, Canada, east of Calgary, and it's the sit- town is known as Cheadle. Well, Cheeto heard this, and now they have a 17-foot-tall Cheeto statue in their town. Of a Cheeto the food? Yes, like a a Cheeto. It says the town of Cheeto features the statue that depicts a set of Cheeto-covered fingertips that reach out to the ground, grabbing a single Cheeto puff. If I'm not mistaken, isn't the the powdery stuff called Cheeto? I, th- I think that's what it's called now, the powdery crust yes, that you get on your hands. exactly. It's yeah. spelled different. Like, this town is C-H-E-A-D-L-E, but the word, like, for the stuff on your fingertips is Cheetle, C-H-E-E-T-L-E. That makes sense. So, you know, 
Pepsi company heard of it in Canada, and they were like, hey, let's put this in this town. This will be pretty fun. The town only has 100 people. They thought it would be fun. Um, Residents seem to like it. I can only imagine. It's only temporary. Like, they're going to take it out of town November 4th. This isn't like a permanent thing that's going to be in their town. But Well, that's just, a shame. Yeah, just some fun for them. I mean, 17 foot tall. That's a pretty tall statue. <laughs> well, that's what is trending with Katie Bacino here now. And uh, it's 541. Time to check in now with John Thomas and traffic. From the Moss Nissan Traffic Center on our roads this morning, our major interstates, I-4, I-75, I-275, and Bay Area Bridges, we have no major delays. This traffic report is sponsored by Blindster. Do you need new blinds or shades? Blindster.com offers custom-made blind shades and shutters shipped directly to you at prices less than big box retailers. Blindster blinds are easy to install and guaranteed to fit. Don't overpay for new blinds. Shop today and save big. Blindster.com. John Thomas, News Radio, WFLA. How will President Biden's approval ratings factor in the midterm elections? All the latest happenings happen here. Now, back to AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris on News Radio, WFLA. It is 5.53 on AM Tampa Bay, and we're joined now by Rory O'Neill, our NBC News radio reporter. And Rory, the situation in the Ukraine seems to be getting worse rather than better with the uh, Russians now pounding the civilian areas. What's the word on that? Uh, Right. And targeting infrastructure in particularly, especially uh, energy infrastructure. We've got a lot of Ukrainians now stocking up on things that may keep them warm during the winter, provide electricity or generate electricity in their homes. So that's a growing concern uh, with the winter fast approaching. But, you know, there's been a lot more um, military strikes by the Russian forces against Ukraine since the bombing of that bridge from Russia to Crimea over the weekend. Uh, President Zelensky in his speech last night said just yesterday 28 uh, missiles were fired into Ukraine by Russian forces. 20 of them were intercepted. And 15 drones that were launched, Zelensky says most of them were shot down as well. So uh, a lot of success by the Ukrainian military keeping these strikes at bay. But this this battle seems to continue, and you wonder how long the Ukrainians are going to be able to handle it. Right. Well, thankfully, you know, they can keep fighting because we, and I mean the U.S. and our NATO partners, are sending them an awful lot of uh, military equipment, ammunition. NATO is meeting today in Brussels to talk about this. Uh, The head of NATO's military operations saying that air defense in Ukraine is their top military priority right now. Uh, Our defense secretary is at the meeting in Brussels. Again, Ukraine is asking for more and more high-tech weaponry, more offensive weaponry that the U.S. has so far been reluctant to give. Well, you just wonder how long this is going to continue. And, of course, to a certain extent, uh, the U.S. is involved at this point. Right. And, you know, it really is up to Vladimir Putin. Uh, it's, it's really all on him. He could end this today if he wanted to in order with the withdrawal of forces. Uh, you know, everyone keeps looking for what they call an off-ramp for Vladimir Putin, some way for him to withdraw from Ukraine and still find a way of saving face. No one's really figured out that combination just yet. Uh, there were reports last week that though even uh, Putin's closest advisors are coming to him and saying, look, this is not working. Uh, you know, we are paying a huge economic price, uh, while at the same time our military is losing. You know, I think one of the biggest donors to the Ukrainian military in the past two weeks has been Russia, because so many Russian troops are just abandoning some very important equipment, tanks, ve- other vehicles, other military hardware. They're just abandoning it, and the Ukrainian troops are taking it over, uh, and then, you, you know, fighting the Russians with their own weapons. Well, you wonder how long the Russian people are going to put up with Vladimir Putin and what he's doing, but we'll have to wait, I guess. But Rory O'Neill, our NBC News radio reporter, and on Twitter, at Radio Rory. And we'll talk to you later, Rory. Thanks, Jack. It's 557 on AM Tampa Bay. From Odessa to Clearwater, this is AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris, where Tampa Bay begins their morning. And a good morning. It is our 
our daily foray into the field of facts, figures, and falderall here with Jack Harris, Katie Bacino, and James Berlander. And we'll take your calls at 800-969-9352. We're going to have to do this thing. I'm dying to get into this thing of why it's better to be a man. And, Katie, you can tell us why it's better to be a woman. But we might have to wait until next week, I guess, because you're going to be gone and I'm going to be gone over a while. Or maybe we can get into it tomorrow. You will be here tomorrow, won't you? I will. Okay. Well, maybe we can get into that. But if anybody wants to add to it right now, you can text us at 82945 and start your text with the call letters WFLA. Or you can get hold of us with our app, uh, our iHeart app. And James, you'll have to explain that one. We lost James. Oh, I'm, no, I'm here. I'm sorry. I didn't hear. My headphones were crackling. What's up? Uh, just wondering about the app again. Oh, yeah, with the app. Okay, so you, if you want to leave us a message, download the free iHeartRadio app. You can stream News Radio WFLA crystal clear sound, by the way. And on your app screen, you're going to see a microphone. You can tap the microphone, and you can record us a message up to 30 seconds long. Yeah, 30 seconds. And you can tell us why it's better to be a man or why it's better to be a woman. That's true. We have a couple of those messages already. I don't have them ready uh, for air yet, but we did get a couple yesterday. Oh, okay. Maybe they we can play those a little later. Yeah, that'd be good. Um we got some birthdays. Someone from the broadcast business, Terry Dryman, having a birthday. And uh, Holly Anglin, who works here, I think, and still. I think she no, used she to. Yeah, she's a well, former employee here. Oh, former employee. Okay, Holly Anglin, Janice Long, Penny Rogo, whom I know, and uh, also Shannon Hannon Olivero that I know. So happy birthday to Terry, Holly, Janice, Penny, and Shannon. And who have you got? I just have one, Kane and Michael. And I've got Mike Bauer, Gianni Barone, and Michelle Saracola. So happy birthday to one and all. And we got a joke here. Let me see. I'm guessing this might be a Ben Ritter joke, but Sid asks Abe, do you know if any people of our ancestry were ever born and raised in Mexico? These are two elderly Jewish men, Sid and Abe, celebrating Hanukkah and their first time in a Mexican restaurant. But Abe says, I don't know, let's ask the waiter. And when the waiter arrives, Abe says, are there any Mexican Jews? And the waiter says, I don't know, senor, I ask the cooks. And he comes back from the kitchen after a few minutes and says, no, senor, the cooks say no Mexican Jews. Abe isn't satisfied and says, are you absolutely sure? And the waiter, realizing he's dealing with gringos, says, I check once again, senor. And he goes back into the kitchen, and while the waiter's away, Sid says, I find it hard to believe there are no Jews in Mexico. Our people are everywhere. And the waiter comes back and says, Senor, the head cook Manuel says there's no Mexican Jews. Are you certain? Abe says again, I just can't believe there are no Mexican Jews. And Senor, I ask everyone, the waiter very exasperated now, says, All we have is orange juice, grape juice, prune juice, tomato juice, and apple juice, but no Mexican Jews. <laughs> All right, Ben, it didn't make it. Well, one other quick thing. What starts with a P ends with an E and has about a thousand letters in it. I don't know what. Post office. Oh, ah, there you go. I know Katie and I have some quick jokes. Oh, okay. Let's hear it. So everyone at iHeart, there's a new trend here, and everyone's putting their name on their food. I saw it yesterday when I was eating a sandwich named Kevin. You were eating a sandwich named Kevin? 
Yeah, because everyone's putting their names on their food. Sorry, come on. And I ate Kevin's food. <laughs> and I've got one. I've got so George Clooney, Leonardo DiCaprio, and Matthew McConaughey were uh, getting together to make a movie. So Clooney says, I'll direct. DiCaprio says, I'll act. And McConaughey says, or McConaughey says, all right, all right, all right. Uh, all right, all right, all right. These are getting weaker and weaker. <laughs> Folks, you got to help us out. Send us your jokes for sure. It's 612 on AM Tampa Bay, and John Thomas has got our traffic. All the information you need as the countdown continues to the midterm elections. Now, back to AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris on News Radio WFLA. And Katie Buccino and James Berlander all on board here. And it's 16 minutes after 6. And again, our number 800 969 9352 or. You can text us with anything you want to add here, maybe why it's better to be a man or better to be a woman, uh, at 82945, and start your text with the call letters WFLA. By the way, um, Katie put this up on our blog, and this is a great thing to have, and it's, uh, let me find it in here, but it's, verified ways to help the uh, Florida Hurricane Ian victims. Very important stuff. Yeah, because so many people are helping now. So many people are coming to the aid of the people in South Florida, and you can be a part of that assistance to where they desperately need it because there are so many organizations that are involved right now. And Katie's got a list of those that are verified. You know your money is going to the right place. And that's a very important thing. She's also got some other good stuff on there as usual. Uh, oh, you got to check this out. It's a video of Katie running over a big alligator on a highway. Yesterday, yesterday morning, that yeah. made her late for work. When yeah. she ran over that alligator. Obviously an accident. I tried my best to avoid hitting it. I really did. But as you'll see in the video, it took up quite a bit of space on the road. Yeah, but he's still around, right? Yeah, he seemed to scurry off the road. I could see in the oncoming headlights that he had, you know, went off the road. So I'm hoping he's okay. I mean, I seem to only hit his tail. So I've seen alligators at Circle B before missing parts of their tail. So I'm hopeful he's still out there thriving. Yeah, I'm sure he is. And Katie got pretty lucky. If I, You guys might not remember, but back in March of this year, there was a driver, John Hopkins. He was 59 years old. He was heading eastbound on County Road 672 in Lithia, which is about 30 miles east of us here in Tampa. He also struck a gator in his car, but the car ended up flipping because he veered off the road and he ended up dying. Yeah, after hitting the alligator. I do remember that, yeah. Someone had told me that yesterday. They were like, I don't know if you remember this story, but this happened, and it's true. That's A lot of people say you shouldn't swerve because you can obviously take yourself off the road and hurt yourself even more, but I think a lot of our initial instinct, I'm sure his was as well, is to just swerve and try and miss what's in the road, but that can also get you very injured. So. Well, that too. Plus, if you're traveling at a high rate of speed, that alligator is going to kind of act like a speed bump. Right, and, and I was. I mean, your car. the yeah. Speed limit on that road was 60, so I wasn't, you know, I wasn't going 35. I was doing a decent speed, so, yeah, yeah, it's it's scary. It could have ended a lot worse. Well, other things you got to check out. A woman getting incredibly sweet surprise for her 90th birthday, and then Elon Musk robot. Oh, yeah, he he, uh, unveiled his first robot on AI Day for Tesla. Pretty interesting stuff. Pretty soon they're going to take over the world. <laughs> yes, indeed. Or they're going to be helping us. Hopefully they won't take over the morning show. Right. And then you got to go down load more, and then five reasons why it's tough to be a guy. Oh, plus this transgender teacher wearing the this huge prosthetic bust. You always bring this up, Jack. I'm curious. You, you, he's you weird. Seem, I, <laughs> you seem very interested in this. Well, I saw a story about it again. I think it was on Fox News 
last night. That's just bizarre I think you're that they would let this person teach kids. Right. No less. Nothing surprises me anymore, sadly. Well, that's true, I'm afraid. So if they weren't a teacher, would you uh, would you hang out with him, her? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> I don't think there'd be room in the room. That's true. Aww. Lord. Anyway, it's 6.20, and Aaron Real will be with us in just a couple of moments. Um, we're going to be talking about the potential recession that we're facing. But right now, we're going to check the asphalt jungle with John Thomas. For agriculture. Will the continued targeting of former President Donald Trump weigh heavily on the results in the midterms? All the latest happenings happen here. Now, back to AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris on News Radio WFLA. It's 624 on AM Tampa Bay. And, um,. We are joined now by Aaron Real, our NBC News radio reporter. And, uh, Aaron, we were mentioning this earlier that analysts are predicting that the U.S. and, of course, the rest of the world are going to be in a recession by this time next year. And what's determining that? That's right, Jack. So it's really a confluence of events. We have high inflation high interest rates, Russian war in Ukraine. It's according to Jamie Dimon, the CEO of J.P. Morgan Chase. He says that the global economy will be plunged into recession middle of 2023, basically six to nine months from now. And it's a combination of these headwinds. Um, And he he says that Europe is already in a recession and we're likely going to see some kind of recession here. But he did predict that American consumers would fare better than they did in the midst of the 2008 financial crisis. We all remember that. That saw the economy just get hammered by a wave of housing foreclosures. So he thinks this time around it's going to be a little bit better. But it it comes down to the Fed. He criticized the Fed, saying that it waited too long and did too little in terms of hiking interest rates. And he hopes that taming of runaway inflation is going to come under control. But it hasn't been seen in four decades, the type of inflation we're enduring right now. And the central bank clearly had some catching up to do well it would seem like that if we know we're facing a recession there would be things that could be done to stop it from happening yes and one of those things that's being done is the the fed raising interest rates that's one of their main kind of levers that they can pull and while it does hurt in the short term it, it does bring down inflation because, uh, you know, basically they're sucking money out of the market and they're they're done doing quantitative easing where they buy all of th- these uh, treasuries and mortgage-backed securities and other things because that pumps money into the market. So they're doing that. They're doing everything they can um, to put the brakes on. But, it, it, you know, we're living in unprecedented times. We, we think this will work. We hope it will work. But this is new territory. Well, let's hope they're going to be able to do something about it because, um, I mean, this is going to impact the American people in a big way. Indeed. Uh, globally, not just American people. Listen, uh, whenever I get really concerned about the U.S. economy, I just look to the Eurozone and I'm like, oh, boy, it, it's already brutal over there in terms of recession. It, it's likely coming here. And, and, and Jamie Dimon isn't alone in predicting this. In fact, Biden said yesterday on CNN, he, he mentioned the R word for the first time. And while he said, I don't think there will be a recession, it's possible. He just doesn't anticipate it. So I think that this is, uh, if you are reading through the tea leaves, this is a big first for him. Yeah. Yeah. Biden's saying there is going to be no recession. And I don't know how much people believe him, but somebody else has written it for him, I'm sure. Let's hope. So also, Diamond has predicted that the S&P 500 could drop by another 20% easily. Um, and the next 20%, he says, is going to be much more painful than the first 20%. So it's also, it, this affects the markets because it affects corporate earnings, which then, you know, hurt the, the stock price of a specific company and shareholders get annoyed. So it's all coming down together. It certainly sounds that way. But Aaron Real, our NBC News radio reporter, and on Twitter, at the Aaron Real, E-R-I-N-R-E-A-L. And Aaron, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you, Jack. Have a great day. You too.
Uh, and coming up, we've got Daniel James Scott, our tech expert. And again, if you have any tech questions that you'd like to know about, he's the guy that can give you the answers for sure. It's 628 on AM Tampa Bay. Come on, you, Katie. Let's hear about the dopiest dope of all the dopes of the day on AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris. And at 636, shameful Katie, who is our dope of the day? <laughs> well, aside from it apparently being me for not calling authorities immediately on, yesterday. Yeah, let's hear that. that uh, Go ahead, call. play the whole thing, James, if call you have the it. authorities, period. What would happen if she ran into somebody? Would she just leave them there and hope, and hope they're okay and not call somebody for help? Shame on you, Katie. Okay, so let's address this real quick. First of all, I didn't know to call authorities right away. I had no idea you're supposed to call FWC. I knew the alligator got away. I was panicking, pulled over on the side of the road. No, I didn't call 911. I didn't call FWC. Shame I, on you, Katie. I know. I did hours later. Someone told me you have to call and report those things, so I did. I'm sure the alligator was long gone by then, but I did my due diligence. It wasn't until hours later, so... I'm sorry that I didn't know the protocol for hitting an alligator. Believe it or not, that was a first for me. Don't do it often. So Shame on you, Katie. I know. I know. Shame on me. So Shame on the alligator. Shame on the alligator. I mean, he was jaywalking. Why am I the criminal here? Why am I the bad guy? Yeah. There are crosswalks for a reason. He really needs to learn that. I hope he learned a lesson in this. I do. <laughs> Someone said that uh, the Florida Seminoles coach sent me to run him over. That who? The Florida Seminoles coach. It was a Gators joke. So oh, I got Gator a lot of those joke, yesterday. A Gator I, joke. I'm actually in a Florida Gators hoodie today, ironically, but I got a lot of those jokes yesterday. Like, I guess you're not a Gators fan. Um, so, yeah. Once again, oh, shame man. on me. I do have another dope of the day, though. Shame on this guy. Well, Paul. wait. One, one other oh, okay. quick thing. You, you know, you say deer crossing, be careful, or whatever. You see those signs. They need to have an alligator crossing sign there. They sure do. I agree. Put them up. I mean, you really never know what's going to be crossing the road. There's hogs sometimes. I see those on the side of the road. It's so funny because when I'm driving to work all the time, I see deer and hogs all the time on the side of the road, and I have a huge fear that I'm going to hit them. Never once driving in the middle of the night have I seen an alligator and thought, I better, I bet I'm going to run over that. Like, it caught me so off guard yesterday. And I was very panicked. Again, I had no idea what I was supposed to do. I yeah, was terrified. I I've never seen an alligator in the road. Yeah, I've seen them on the side of the road before. I've seen alligators, unfortunately, even dead on the side of the road. Hopefully this one didn't end up one of those. Again, it w ran away very fast, but no, I'm, it's, I didn't expect that to ever happen. Shame on me. you, Katie. <laughs> it's my <laughs> well, new who's our, who is our dope of the day? Well, his name is Paul James Sinclair, and this was actually a local story here in Seminole. He walked into a branch of Chase Bank in Seminole on Monday afternoon and robbed them of $120. He did it by making the shape of a gun with his finger, so he used a finger gun to rob this bank, um, hid it underneath his shirt, and demanded money from a teller. Police caught up with the finger gun kid just 10 minutes later after. After he fled from the bank. Um, now he's being held in jail on a $10,000 bond. So he stole $120, um, now has a $10,000 bond. So I don't think he fared really well in here. wonder why he only took $120. I mean, if I'm going to risk spending years in jail, I want to get more than $120. They pro he'd probably seen they pressed something or something. He probably panicked. I mean, he didn't go in very prepared. He had a finger gun, okay? So I think this kid probably was just like a last-minute planning kind of guy, wanted some money. Uh, but, yeah, he only got $120. That's a really sad day for you if you rob a bank and only leave with $120. I mean, that, well, I'll say. that alone kind of gets you the dope of the day title, but the whole finger gun thing just made this guy a complete moron. Yeah. Not that I wish he had, like, shot up the bank. I'm not saying that, but it's just a... And this, people are stupid. A dope. Yes, exactly. Well, we got Daniel James Scott coming up here in just a couple of shakes, and he's got a couple of good things he's going to talk about. I want to ask him about this United Airlines talking about electric planes by 2030. I think I'm flying something else. I don't want to fly an electric plane. Yeah, don't do that yet. Yeah. It's 641 and checking in now with John Thomas on electric and gasoline-powered cars. 
computer got you all comboozled? It's the techno babble you just don't have time to understand. It's time for Technically Speaking with Daniel James Scott on AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris. And at 645, Daniel is right here and uh, he is at sparkcatalyst.com. And I'm reading some of these things you put together, but a new chatbot startup from two top artificial intelligence talents lets anyone strike up a conversation with impersonations of Donald Trump, Elon Musk, Albert Einstein, or Sherlock Holmes. Now, you call these chat bots, bots yes. like robots, but they talk to you. Yeah, we're getting we're, – it's so incredible, the – the amount of information that these things process in almost real time. So it feels like there's an actual conversation happening back and forth. Now, the guys who created this are the two guys who created uh, what was called Lambda for Google. And we've talked about this one previously. There yeah. was another engineer at Google that thought this thing became sentient and you know mm. wanted to free the, <laughs> free the artificial intelligence. Yeah, free the AI. Um, so these guys have started this new one, and I, I just find this incredible just for personal use. I don't think you know Sherlock Holmes is actually going to take every detective's job, but how interesting would it be to be able to, if if I wanted to solve a problem in my life and I could talk to Albert Einstein about how am I thinking about this incorrectly and be able to get that level of feedback in real time, even if it is just an impersonation? It's fine. What if I could? What if I could talk to uh, my deceased grandparents or my parents? I mean, th these things are are incredible uh, emotional devices and processing devices that I, we're going to have access to. We haven't. We have them now, but they're just going to become more and more incredible. Jeez, I hope they don't learn to do uh, broadcasting. Well, I, you know, listen, I'm a huge, take over for huge advocate of we have so many hours of you on tape. All <laughs> we have to do is apply the AI. <laughs> and then we'll have Jackie. You can build your own show. <laughs> well, I think I kind of like things the way they are. I'll give you I'll give you another one. There's a there's a uh I was listening to this yesterday. It's it's absolutely incredible. You can go to podcast.ai, so an artificial intelligence driven podcast. I heard of this. And they have this example. It's Joe Rogan interviewing Steve Jobs. And the fidelity is incredible. It doesn't sound like it's like, okay, so patch together some audio or something. It sounds incredible. Um and the content uh, yes, you can tell if you're really listening for it, that it's artificial intelligence because the way things are said, it's the not laughing the way. was kind of annoying. The, the la yeah, the yeah. laughing's a little bit weird, but it sounds like you're just listening to a podcast. It's it's quite incredible. And again, this idea that we can input some information and get a response back, but I could get it from Jack Harris, or I could get it from Albert Einstein, or I could get it from Sherlock Holmes. How incredible is that? What a, what a great future we have! Oh my lord, yeah, it's it is amazing. What's happening? I mean, robots in the future are going to be a big deal, and you wonder how many jobs they're going to be taking. Well, I, not yours, I think. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think. And uh, let me let me throw one other one out because I think I think voice is is fantastic. But I'm a big lover of music, as Jack knows. We we go to concerts all the time. My my dad, my brother, and I. Uh, so there's a, a AI music generator called Harmon AI which is pretty incredible. It's Harman an open source AI. tool. Now, listen, before you start growing out your Rick Rubin beard and booking your flight to the Grammys, it's it's still pretty limited. So you could take a particular snare sound on a drum and it would create new sound effects from that. So it's very short clips. But eventually what we're going to see here is full-on tracks being created by artificial intelligence, not just pieces of it that a human still has to put together. Hmm. Um, and, and that's going to be pretty crazy. I, I don't think it's going to – I don't think these things are necessarily going to be number, number one hits because Dancing in the Dark wouldn't have been a huge hit without Springsteen behind it. I believe well, that Well, that's fully. true, yeah. Um, so I, I still think there's this idea of like, okay, there's a star, there's a human that's putting this together. But the idea that we're going to be able to do that is, is incredible. Hey, one other quick thing here. Uh, Katie found this story that United Airlines is planning on electric planes by 2030. Yeah. And to me, that's kind of scary. They'll 
Um, they say that these things will be able to fly 125 miles before needing a 30-minute recharge. Who's going to want to fly on that? Well, I mean, the the good news here is they're not rolling out multiple technologies. They're just rolling out the idea that we can plug these planes in. I'm I'm being a little facetious, but it's, it's <laughs> the idea that these things can store on uh, batteries and then be able to to fly. That's pretty well tested with cars. They're not also rolling out that they're going to be self piloted <laughs> and some of these other things that would make that considerably more dangerous. Oh man! So. I, I, I wouldn't have uh, a whole lot of hesitation to potentially do it. Now, listen, with anything new, I, I saw that Bush Gardens released a new gigantic swing that that flings you through the air. Oh, I'm yeah. not going to be the first guy on that thing. I'm not, uh, I'm not like I'd that. like to ride that one. I would, but I'm going to be the second person. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I feel a lot uh, with, with some of these things, especially in the air. I, I'm not 100% comfortable with how these things fly through the, and glide through the air anyway. So yeah. <laughs> I may not be the first one. But I feel pretty safe with that technology. It's been around for so long. Mm. Well, United Airlines is going to do it, and that means everybody else will in the future. Oh, yeah, for sure we're moving in that direction. Yeah. Well, Daniel James Scott, our WFLA tech expert, and you can follow him at sparkcatalyst.com, S-P-A-R-K-C-A-T-A-L-Y-S-T.com. And, of course, if you've got any questions for Daniel, he'll be back next week, and you can call Katie, and he'll answer. And I think we're supposed to say, shame on you, Katie. <laughs> for sure. Shame on you, Katie. <laughs> but thank you, Daniel. Thank you. It's 6.51 on AM Tampa Bay, and John Thomas has got our electric and gasoline-powered car information. On air and online at WFLANews.com. This is AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris on News Radio WFLA. Hey, before we go, we want to urge you to uh, check out our blog, amchampabay.com, amchampabay.com. And uh, Katie has put up places that you can go to to help the uh, people in south florida yes these are all verified ways so you know your money's going to the right place you're not going to get scammed yeah that's the important thing it's verified that these are genuine people who are helping it's not a scam and don't forget about donating blood i know i've said this before but american red cross still needs blood donations so if you see one of those big red buses parked on the side of the road and you're available to give blood please do it yeah, I've got to try to do that here in the next, well, I'll probably have to wait until I get back, but I'm hoping to be able to donate blood in the not-too-distant future. I need to do it as well. I know we keep saying it, but I need to actually go and do it. Yeah, so. Need we'll to practice tr- what I preach over here. We'll try to get her done, for sure, and if you find the big red bus, let me know where it is, because I want to go, too. I've done it many, many, many times, but I haven't done it now for about two years, which is crazy because you get it back. Our boss, John Mamola, just told us we're doing a blood drive here on Friday. So there we go, Jack. We can both do it. We're doing it here? Yes, we're having one here. At our and station. I'll be gone. I'll be oh, out yeah, of town. Oh, yeah, you're out of town. Darn. Maybe I can leave my blood here. I'll just um, take it out of the other arm. I'll donate for both of us. Just kidding. I know <laughs> okay. that's not how it works. Sounds good. Well, we'll see you tomorrow morning at 5 on AM Tampa Bay. Live it up.